Welcome to episode 14 of the Wanderings podcast. This will be my second solo episode, but don't worry, next week we'll be back to our regular interviews. But today I wanted to share with you a new project I just launched. It is a daily podcast called Creative Walks. I try to share my current thoughts on aspects of creativity, art, science, and culture. These are short episodes recorded during my walks around the city, and I wanted to share with you one of the episodes I just released that is very related to the themes in the Wanderings podcast. If you're a regular listener, you probably realize that I usually finished my episodes with a message to encourage you to follow your curiosity. That has been sort of a central theme in all my creative and professional life, and I never really addressed it explicitly. So, in the episode you'll hear in just a few moments, I sort of outline the good things that can come when you allow yourself to explore actively the things that have your attention. So here is a little sample of the Creative Walks podcast. It's episode four. If you like it, you will be able to find it on my website and on the show notes here. It's at pedrobonato.com slash creative walks, all one word. So I hope you'll enjoy it. Lately, I've been thinking about one of the main themes of my creative and professional life, which is allowing yourself to follow your creativity. In this episode, I will sort of present the case on both the high level and the technical tactical benefits of following your curiosity and how it can lead to great experiences and a personal transformation. As we grow older and get more work and more responsibilities, we sometimes get worried about wasting time and doing things that seem unproductive. And we have this obsession with uh, time management, in my opinion, in a very simplistic way. We specialize and I guess over time we start to lose touch with the pure joy of exploring. I think given enough time, we see every new interest through the lens of uh, what will this bring to my career or what is in it for me right away, you sort of want to know. And sometimes we try to resist anything that will not get us ahead. Or at least sometimes we get this anxiety that this new interest or distraction, sometimes you get this anxiety that uh, this new interest is a distraction and it will not take us anywhere. But sometimes this pressure gets too high to actually go out and do different things. Maybe we feel bored or not creative or stuck. And maybe we sign up for a yoga class or painting or whatever else you might be interested in. But it always seems that we want to justify that interest with uh, immediate 
and practical benefits to our work, our health, or a relationship, or so on. It seems like we feel very guilty about doing things just for fun. At the same time, this is a time in history where we spend incredible amounts of time and have anxiety with social media and wasting time watching Netflix series. And then after binge watching a whole series of uh, Netflix and uh, you go and you tell yourself that you've been working too hard and you need to recharge. It always seems that we're trying to make things practical. And that means to know ahead of time why we're doing something. And I think following your curiosity at the very basis is exploring the unknown. You're not really sure why you're exploring that thing. And that will, in my opinion, actually help you find a lot of things about yourself. There is something to be said about the simple joy of satisfying your curiosity of exploring. So let me tell you what I think is the, the benefits are. So on a high level, the first benefit when you like begin to explore a subject that you're interested in, something like, I don't know, in my case, ancient Egypt or Mesopotamia or tennis or a new musical instrument, it literally starts to change your brain even on a physical level. There is this thing, I think it's called harborization that is uh, branching out of new connections in your brain. And I believe that's very beneficial. I think it's been shown scientifically to, to help whenever you engage in a new activity. It sort of like gives a boost on your brain power. In science and in art, which are my first loves, uh, curiosity is sort of like the name of the game, like the relationship between playing around and having insight and innovation appears again and again and again and again. And so many great uh, contributions come from daydreaming. One example that comes to mind is uh, Richard Feynman on the book, Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman. He was talking about how his working quantum electrodynamics ended up getting the Nobel Prize, but it actually came from a very mundane thing. He thought, oh, I'll never do anything. It's not going to, like anything I do will bring uh, new levels to science and physics. I'm finished, but I have this job here at the university, so I'll just play with physics and have fun and do whatever I want. So he said that basically one day he was looking at this spinning plate and there was the logo of the university like spinning around it and it was wobbly. So he was trying to figure out the, in a mathematical way, the motion of that. And he told his friend and the friend said, that's very interesting, but what's the use of it? And then Feynman said, ha, like it's uh, absolutely no use. I'm doing this just for the fun of it. And in the end, it turned out to be actually useful. It was uh, something that he was able to get the Nobel Prize for, which in my opinion, it's a very good use of a playing around time. The point is, you never know where your creativity may lead. And another high-level benefit is actually in terms of self-exploration and self-discovery. You can begin to pay attention to what has your attention. So first, the curiosity is the first hint. Oh, I'm interested in this. And then not necessarily thinking of why you're interested in that, but pay attention and you will start to see patterns. 
and they will not be obvious ones. Let me give you an example um, from my own life. What does astronomy, Arabic drumming, and ethnic fashion have in common? Well, so I've always loved astronomy and I have been sort of like introduced or reintroduced to, to my love of science with the work of uh, Carl Sagan. And I remember reading his book, The Pale Blue Dot, and how he shared this beautiful vision of the Earth, seen from far away, how every person you ever heard of lived their entire lives there. And it was a very moving and interesting passage. I suggest you go take a look. It's, uh, I'm sure I'm going to be talking about this again. But I remember crying right after I read this. And I didn't know why. And I remember it was my... I became obsessed with reading everything Sagan ever wrote and his movies and TV series and all that stuff. Years later, I, again, by chance, got introduced to Arabic drumming and I started playing something called the Darbuka. And until, I would say, for about around 15 years, it has been just for the fun of it. And then I got interested, because of my interest in Arabic music, in uh, fusion in music, meaning getting elements from different cultures and bringing them together. And then I remember seeing like flamenco, Spanish, uh, Arabic fusion, or Latin Arabic, those kinds of things. And then I went into this um, hole of um, discovering this mixing of cultures in fashion. And I was even thinking, huh, we wear jeans, these blue jeans, and they are basically an American creation. And we all use it all over the world. And I think that's a sort of fusion. We don't think necessarily that it's American. We think it's our own. I even remember seeing some countries like proudly made in that country, <laughs> basically American jeans. Uh, and what does it, have to do all with each other. I remember thinking that it would be cool not only how the people mix cultures in fashion, how could we on purpose mix cultures in music from different corners from around the world. So the idea to do a world music and dance group, which I called the Blue Dot Ensemble in homage to Sagan, was literally inspired by my Love for Sagan's work, astronomy, Middle Eastern music, which is Arabic percussion, and mixing cultures, which is something that I saw in ethnic fashion and doing my wanderings about uh, blue jeans. This group has been like a big part of my life now, and I believe the these connections would never have happened ever if I was not literally playing with my curiosity and seeing what these elements were doing. On a technical level, the main benefit is to feel like a beginner again. That keeps you sharp and uh, it improves everything you do because you start seeing things with a new eye. It's very much like traveling to different countries or places and seeing how strange and like how familiar, how similar certain things are. And then whenever you come back to your home, you start seeing things that were literally invisible to you because you're so used to it. Uh, we don't need to have that attitude only when we travel. We can have that anytime if we start exploring things because we'll be able to be, in a way, a stranger in our own country. As a 
Steve Jobs once said also, um, you can't connect the dots moving forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So um, let me finish this off with uh, giving a couple suggestions. Start reigniting your curiosity muscles. Uh, I don't usually give advices or anything like that. But in this case, it's something that I'm very passionate about and I actually think I have some experience in and I hope I can help. So I think that uh, curiosity like uh, creativity is actually a muscle like it's like fitness you need to move and go for it and uh, but unlike physical exercise you can literally begin anywhere doesn't matter where so pick one thing to do differently than what you're doing now when we were kids in school we were like put in this uh, situations new situations all the time we had to pick an activity, had to study for this or for that. And as adults, it becomes more of a rut. You start getting into habits of um, behavior. And uh, that, although that can have its benefits, I think for creativity and for curiosity, it's sort of like a mind killer. So choose something. I suggest that another exercise that I got from... Jordan Peterson, although he said that in a very different context, but I think it's a very interesting way of doing things. I've been incorporating this in my life. It's uh, You start by asking yourself, what would you like to do? Not think about it, but actually ask, even if internally. And I assure you something will come up, even if you decide not to listen to it. I know it sounds a bit strange and woo, but it does work. So literally go and ask, oh, what do I want to do? Something will pop up. Maybe you can think of something also, another exercise would be to think of something you wanted to do as a kid or as a teenager or something that you started or something that you couldn't start or something that has been on your mind, like fly fishing, kendo, acting, whatever thing. Something that grabbed your attention. And I was speaking of grabbing your attention. One other thing that it could be interesting to do, I've done that for photography to pattern recognition. Uh, and I think it will help with... Um, trying to find out what you are interested in. It's literally go to the likes page on your Instagram feed, if you're Instagram, for example, and see what you liked over time. You'll be surprised that how kinds of patterns appear there. And I know that for a lot of people, there's a lot of anxiety on Instagram, this idea of like seeing the highlights of other people. But I think a lot of it is that we're curious about something and we are not doing anything about it. And I think in a part, that's part of the... Uh, we're just looking through Instagram and not trying to actually live it in our own lives. So it doesn't matter where to start, begin anywhere. So this is getting a bit too long. So let me know if you, are, if you found this interesting and what kind of activity you would like to explore. Let me know like if you want me to share more about these tips on curiosity and creativity and i'll record an, like another episode around it uh, let's see to leave you i would like to just remind you of this quote from carl sagan of course i'll have to finish off with sagan we began as wanderers and we are wanderers still so stay curious and i'll talk to you tomorrow so that's it for today's show Thank you for listening to The Wanderings Podcast. You can find show notes and links at pedrobonato.com slash podcast. If you like the show, I would love if you could share it with your friends or leave a review on iTunes. 
If you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on all social media at Pedro Bonato. I would love to hear from you. You can find my photography work at pedrobonato.com. The music for the Wanderings podcast is provided by the Blue Dot Ensemble, a music and dance group exploring traditions from all over the planet, where I am one of the founders and the lead drummer. You can find us at bluedotensemble.com. So tune in next week for another show. Until then, I urge you to keep following your curiosity, and I'm looking forward to our next Wanderings together. 